Access granted. Sad time again. Friday, September 25th, 2020. This is episode 429. This is Patrick, and you're tuned into We Live on a Planet, and I'm glad that you are. Currently in the city of Oswego, it's 59 degrees. Feels like 59, but the highs are going to be about 73 degrees Fahrenheit. Next couple days are going to be pretty warm in upstate New York, considering that fall is in the air. Winds are out of the southeast, four miles per hour. I'm glad you're here. We have a good show. We'll do our quote get a wrinkle on our brain and just kind of chat and talk and chill together on this Friday, September 25th. Stick around, grab yourself a beverage of choice, relax, hang tight to the handles of the treadmill. We'll be right back. Welcome back, welcome back. No matter how good or bad you have it, wake up each day thankful for your life. Somewhere, someone else is desperately fighting for theirs. That's so true, especially in this day of age with the coronavirus. Not even that, just life. No matter how good or bad you have it, wake up each day thankful for your life. Someone somewhere else is desperately fighting for theirs. I need to remember that because a lot of times I just feel like I'm going through life and just just going, trudging through and not really trying to enjoy it because I always have so much stuff that feels like it's going on with me. And I have to remember that somewhere else, somewhere else, someone else out there is struggling more than what I think I struggle with and I have to be grateful and I'm sorry if you're out there struggling if you are there's help there's help don't be afraid to find it don't be afraid to ask for it I'd like to welcome my listeners in the United States and around the world we're uh just we're ranked number 23rd in the Ukraine and the personal journals. So welcome Ukraine. I appreciate that. I at one time was ranked number two in Cambodia. Couldn't believe it. Still kind of blows me away. But boy, the leaves are changing. Fall is in the air. We've already had the had the heat on in the house already. If you follow the show, you know the other Monday last episode the heat did come on and the audio picked it up the roadcaster pro with my pod mic picked up this gentle hum of the heat but already had to have the heat on hard to believe that means the snow will be falling sooner than i'm ready (laughs) i'm just i don't know i've lived here my whole life though so i know what to expect i really do Speaking of stats, we were just talking about being ranked in the Ukraine on the platforms for listening device, which we got 47% is other, and then 42% is Apple Podcasts. So I don't, when it, 
when it says other, I don't know. It's like Alexa, Overcast, TuneIn. Um, Spotify does show up, but I'm only a small percentage of Spotify. And the age group, my highest age group coming in at 23% is the ages of 28 to 34. You guys are the ones that are listening the most. 23% of you. It's crazy to me. Hey, the other day I was talking about some rumors about... um some upcoming actors and roles and stuff. I heard a rumor again, some more rumors that Mark Wahlberg might be coming up in the Marvel universe. I don't know if he'd be playing a hero or a villain. I don't know how I feel about that. I have no problem with Mark Wahlberg, but I just, I don't know if I can picture him in the Marvel universe because he seems to be like the same type character. It'd be like having Will Ferrell or something. Because <laughs> Will Ferrell just kind of plays the same dude all the time. To me. That's just my personal opinion. And Mark Wahlberg kind of seems like that. And I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can picture him in, in the Marvel Universe. Maybe. I got to mow. Not many days left to be mowing. But I got to mow and... Get that done. I'll tell you about that and much more when we come back. So stick around. We'll be right back. That was easy. Yep, that was easy to tune back in. Thank you. I'm glad you came back. Yeah, so I got a mo. And uh, we, I don't know if you, if you follow the show, you probably heard how there used to be a house right next door to me. And it was falling in throughout the years at one time. Once it got abandoned, I found a needle right on the steps, and I did a whole podcast about how I called the police, and it was crazy to me to know that in this town of only less than 18,000, or maybe 18,000 right now, that somebody was shooting up right next to me. My naivety was just kind of like, that's happening right here. But um, the house was tore down um, last season, so we had a winter without it, and now it's been completely tore down, and um, we were able to acquire it. So it's been something to where I've had to keep on top of mowing it and all that kind of stuff, and um, my landlord is the one who bought it. And it was awesome because he said, hey, if I buy this, would you be willing to mow it? And then you get to use it for yourself. And I'm like, heck, yeah, that way nobody else is going to come move in. And so we have a big vacant lot right next to us that's all going to be pristine soon because I've been mowing it. And he drove by the other day and stopped through and said that he was going to be bringing his backhoe so we could clean up some area and stuff. But Or not we, him. But the guy that lived there was like a hermit dude. And story had it that he had all kinds of valuable like crystals and stones and all that kind of stuff in his house. And when his house got tore down, everything that was in it got tore down with it. The guy didn't get to take anything out or anything. It was just, it was really pretty tragic story. But um, as when I was mowing, the first time I got over there to mow, 
lo and behold, where the shed was or garage, I found sticking out of the ground that were half buried crystals. And I found quite a few of them and they're large size crystals. They're not like little crystals. They're bigger than a fist crystals that I found. And I found at least so far six, six of them, I think. And um, who knows what I'll find and what we'll find when that starts getting backhoed and stuff like that. But I don't know. I got to I gotta get that taken care of and mowed too. Like I was saying, I got to wash and wax the car one last time for the season too and put that new finish on the car. Man, doesn't this podcast jump all over? It's because we're just having conversation. We're just talking, you and I. Like a normal conversation would, you just kind of jump. Well, if if you know me, I kind of do jump around. But I got to take care of stuff. You know, I want to put the new finish on the car that makes everything beat off really well. And you do it once a year and it's due. But I want to wrap my back porch too because I wrap that usually with plastic so the snow doesn't come all in. And hey, winter is coming, you know. It's, so I got to do it. I got to take care of it. I'm not looking forward to winter, but it is something that happens. All right, enough rambling. Probably, maybe. There'll probably be more rambling. But let's um, get a wrinkle on our brain and do all the stuff that we normally do. We'll do that right when we come back. Stick around. Welcome back, my friends. We are at the History Channel's website. We're going to get a couple wrinkles on our brain and find out what happened on this day. The Partridge Family premieres on ABC. Unwilling to rest as one-hit wonder when its first big hit, The Monkees, went off the air in 1968. The television production company Screen Gems wasted no time in trying to repeat its success. On September 25th, 1970, in the 8.30 p.m. time slot immediately following the Brady Bunch, ABC premiered a program that would give Screen Gem its its second TV to pop chart smash the Partridge family. You know, growing up, I never watched that. Um, I just was too young to be watching. in 1970, I was born, and so I didn't watch those until way later, and then growing up, we didn't have cable out where I grew up and everything like that, but um, if the Beatles served as the inspiration for the monkeys, it was the real-life family act, the Cowsills, that inspired Scream Gem to dream up the Partridge family, but the family demurred when it learned that actress Shirley Jones and not Barbara Cowsill would be playing the role of Shirley Partridge. Undaunted, Screen Gem hired four non-singing child actors for the roles of Laurel, Danny, Chris, and Tracy Partridge, and one future teen idol, David Cassidy, for the role of Keith. The rest is history. And I, they recorded, I think I love you. Hit number one. It wasn't even them singing it. All right. What else do we have? On this day of history, 
1789, Bill of Rights passes Congress. The first Congress of the United States approves 12 amendments to the U.S. Constitution and sends them to the states for ratification. The amendment, known as the Bill of Rights, were designed to protect the basic rights of U.S. citizens, guaranteeing freedom of speech and much more. Great Britain, 2005. IRA is officially disarms. Two months after announcing its intention to disarm, the Irish Republic Army gives up its weapons in front of independent weapon inspectors. In history, black history, 1957, Little Rock Nine began full day of classes under escort of the U.S. Army 101's 1st Airborne Division. Nine black students enter an all-white central school in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. 1965, 59-year-old Satchel Page pitches three innings. Wow, that's pretty old in sports to be up there still throwing throwing the old, uh, what do you call it, baseball? I was going to say throwing the old pig, pigskin. That's <laughs> throwing the old baseball. All right. <laughs> um, what else? 1867, Westward Expansion Cattle pioneer Oliver Loving dies of gangrene. I don't even know who that is, but that's gangrene. That would be a terrible death. That'd be terrible. So rest in peace, my friend. 1978, midair collision kills 153. A Pacific Southwest airline jet collides in midair with a small Cessna over. San Diego killing 153 people on September 25th, 1978. Wow. The wreckage of the plane fell into a populous neighborhood and did extensive damage on the ground. Too bad. (laughs) And I think that does it for this day of history. That's okay. We got to... Get a little wrinkle on our brain. There's a much more that we're going to be able to be learning. A little wrinkle on our brain. Right. When we come back, maybe we'll head on over. Well, not maybe. We will. We'll head on over to the fact site and see what we can root around and what kind of facts we can learn. I'll be right back. I hope you come back, too. You know we roll. Yeah, we roll. Here we go. Let's let's get uh you know that gray matter that's up top of our shoulders, that squishy stuff. Let's work that out. Get some facts about Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably like, huh? Why Indiana? Why not? I opened up the facts site. And um, just kind of randomly went around. I've been using the fact site for quite some time now. I realized they have a Twitter account too. So I started following them over on Twitter. And when I opened up um, the fact site, one of the things was about Indiana. And I'm like, you know what? I don't usually do things about states. 
or anything. It's always about maybe an object or something, but officially named the Hoosier State, and sometimes called the Mother of Vice Presidents. Huh. Indiana was the 19th state to join the United States of America on December 11th, 1816. It has a population of 6,732,219 people, making it the 17th most populous state. Indiana is bordered by the states of Ohio, Michigan, Kentucky, and Illinois, with a total of 36,418 square miles of land and water. It is the 38th largest state. The capital of Indiana is Indianapolis, situated smack bang in the middle of the state. All right. Indiana means land of the Indians. Many U.S. states' names whose origins are shrouded in mystery are based on words from one of many Native American languages or such doubtful origins that no one can agree on a single answer. Indiana, on the other hand, is not one of those states. Indiana simply means land of the Indians, or more simply, Indian land. Oswego, where I live, is a, um, means the, it's an Indian word, and it means the pouring out place. And I think there's five if memory serves, five Oswegos in the United States, maybe four. But, uh, yeah, the pouring out place. And we live, there's the Oswego River feeds right into Lake Ontario. And uh, so, yeah. All right. <laughs> Indiana has been inhabited since the end of the Ice Age. At the end of the Ice Age, around 8,000 B.C., the glaciers in the northern part of the world started to recede. It was during this period that the first humans crossed into North America and started to settle further and further south. These people are referred to as the Palo Indians, and some of them settled in the Indiana Settled in Indiana as nomads, living off the land and all its bounty. The first Europeans to reach Indiana were the French. And France lost Indiana to the British in the Seven Years' War. The Seven Years' War is also known as the French and Indian War here in America. Indiana played a critical role in the American Civil War. Overall, Indiana contributed much to the Civil War effort. When the call was made to mobilize troops for the war effort, Indiana was the first of the western states to answer. I did not know that. Indiana's state seal was used unofficially for 162 years. Huh. Indiana state seal Picks a tranquil early colonial scene. In the seal, the sun is tucked away behind some hills glistening on the horizon. In the foreground, there is a woodsman felling a tree, startling a nearby buffalo into flight. Mm -hmm. Although the state seal had been 
in use since 1801. It wasn't accepted as the official state seal until 1963. The first U.S. train robbery took place in Indiana. Did not know that. <laughs> Indi uh, residents of Indiana helped smuggle and shelter thousands of runaway slaves. Kudos to you, Indiana. And there is so much more on Indiana, such as Indiana also held the world's first professional baseball game. The game took place on May 4th, 1871, and was held between Cleveland Forest City, Cleveland Forest Cities, and Fort Wayne, Kego, Kego Gas. How do you say that? K-E-K-I-O-N-G-A-S. What a name. 200 people gathered to watch the spectacle. And the Keegan Gas won the match. Fair and square by the score of 2-0. to zero. All right. I think that's pretty good. Pretty good for me. Hopefully it's good for you. Got a little wrinkle on our brain. Another wrinkle on our brain. Access was granted, and that was pretty that easy. Was easy. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. Yeah, that went by pretty quick. Sometimes they do. It's usually when I'm having fun talking with you, they go by quick. Welcome, my friends in the Ukraine, like I said earlier in the show, and up to everybody who tunes into We Live on a Planet. Welcome. Welcome back, if you're coming back. And uh, tell a friend. I always say it, but it means a lot to get the word of mouth out of We Live on a Planet. And I want to hear from you, too. You can give me a buzz at uh, WLOAP.com. I would love to hear from you. And um, just give me a buzz. It'd be great. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. I'm stumbling because I didn't know what else I was going to say. I felt like I felt like there was something more that I wanted to tell you. And I can't remember. Maybe it will come to me. And if it comes to me, I will have to tell you Monday when we come back to the show. So thanks again. Do your best, as always, to stay curious and not judgmental the best you can. And... No matter how good or bad you have it, wake up each day thankful for your life. Someone somewhere else is desperately fighting for theirs. All right, my friends. Oop, I almost forgot. And honor my friend in Nova Scotia, the proper way to end the show. <laughs>